everyone. This is episode 480 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, June 4th, 2018. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today we'll be talking about the movie Upgrade and a smidgen of games here and there. I don't know. I played some more Halo, and I'm very, very, very close to reaching that 1.0 KD, which I've been wanting to get at for a while. I had a very, very bad start when I started playing that game and was just not at all comfortable with the Halo controls after being away for years, but I am pretty comfortable now and I'm maybe, I need like 30 kills without dying to reach that point, so I'll get there sooner than later, which is nice. And... I've played more of the Crew 2 beta, which is, of course, over, and the Mario Aces beta, or, I don't know, their tournament live, I don't know what the hell they call their things, but their little early demo whatnot, I played a smidgen of that, I'll be talking about that, and, yeah, not, not too much going on, but, let me start with Upgrade, which is a new sci-fi action movie which came out this past weekend it stars an actor i've seen in many things i don't know his name i don't know if there's anyone who i know by name in the movie i don't know if there's anyone else i even recognize other than him which isn't a bad thing that's nice it's nice seeing fresh faces and it was directed by the Writer-director of Insidious, The Last Key, I believe, the last Insidious movie. And so this is his second movie as a director, but he's written a lot of those horror movies. I think he may have written every Saw movie. He did his first work was, I believe, the short that uh, the short that Saw was based on, and then of course Saw, and continuing on with that series. And I. I'm not a fan of those movies. I've I've never watched any of the Insidious movies, but I'm not a fan of torture porn and that kind of stuff. I do and I did like the first Saw. I thought that was more interesting, but then it just got crazy after that. Um, so if I knew that pedigree before I saw a trailer for the movie, I may not have been so excited to see it. But I learned about the movie. Only a few days before it came out through a YouTube ad. It was one of the rare YouTube ads that I saw at the beginning of something. And after five seconds, I'm like, I'm not going to skip this. And I didn't. And it was a nice, tight, one-minute trailer that just got me interested. The trailer, I think all of them, the, the, the short one and the full trailer, give too much away. Because it is only a little over an hour and a half. So it's not that long, and there are good, not there are great pockets of action, but there you know you have your few little action pieces, but it's not super crazy action heavy. It does spend a lot of time with the sci-fi and building the story and getting your main character to the point where he can handle himself and you know beat the shit out of people who need to get the shit beaten out of them. But that, despite not having as much action as 
some would probably like. I really, really enjoyed it, and it is the first time since the original John Wick that I left a theater so incredibly pleasantly surprised. I really, really enjoyed it from start to finish. I liked that it was only an hour and a half, and it because it made for a nice, tight film. I thought the sci-fi elements and, and the world they built was interesting. I enjoyed the dark humor it had in it, and I think a lot of it is I, I think a lot of it is thanks to the great performance of the lead who I'm now finding I need to find out what his name is because he deserves to have his name is have his name is uh his name to be and it made 4.5 million which is not surprising because I don't think I didn't even know it even existed until I saw that YouTube thing uh the lead is Logan Marshall Green a uh, last name with a hyphen that is different that is interesting but he's been in quite a, he was in Prometheus as maybe the lead in that I don't know I don't remember who the lead lead was in it but he was in it and I like him in the little things I've seen him in and he's really really good he's his commitment to the character and his performance in certain scenes is very crucial to whether or not you believe the story and enjoy it. I'm trying to avoid spoiling it because it is a movie that a lot of people haven't heard of, don't know about. And while I never would have seen it if I didn't see that trailer, I think if you can manage to see it without going without knowing anything you're really going to get even more out of it i wish i could have seen it and not known what the not so much twist is because it's in the trailer but if i could go into it with fresh eyes not knowing anything i think it would have been an even better experience and so i hope people if, if, if i can get just one person to see the movie who knows nothing about it and then they see it and they love it that I've done my job. But yeah. It's just called Upgrade. I think it's gotten somewhat of a wide-ish release. It's probably not... It probably doesn't have those same release as something like Solo or stuff like that when they open. But from just looking at the theaters, some, some of the theater, theaters that have it, I'm like, oh, they even have it? Oh, that's, that's surprising. So I think it has at least reached more theaters than uh, your typical indie film. But yeah, I really, really like it, and I would love to go see it again at some point. I, of course, will have to pay for it if I want to, since I can't see the same movie twice with MoviePass. I think there's a way to get around that probably by using the, oh, unlisted Showtime, but I don't know if I trust that, given that my account is still... One of the accounts has to verify its tickets, and it drives me nuts, because then they're going to see. I don't know how they verify it, if they just, like, oh, this looks like a ticket, and they don't have a person who is actually looking at the tickets. But it's like, this person keeps saying unlisted showtime, and they keep seeing upgrade. This is, they're messing with us. Um, I hate that, though. I hate having to verify my ticket and take a stupid picture. It's just annoying. It's not something that makes MoviePass terrible, but it does make the whole experience slightly annoying and I hate that I can't see a movie twice even though I don't often want to do that but with this yeah sure and say with Solo which I walked out on 
if a friend wanted to see that with me, I would not be against seeing something. Like, I will do a lot of things with friends that I won't do by myself. Because, you know, good company can make anything better. Um, but yeah. Upgrade, I highly recommend checking it out. I'm just looking at the villains are very good too and well portrayed. Got nice creepy faces. Um, but moving on to the betas that I played because I haven't played anything real, right? I, I No, I just remembered. I played some Murderous Pursuits. I played this a while ago when it was i can't remember i can't remember if it launched in early access or something like that or if it was just an early build um but i played it a while ago and then i just played some more of it recently and this is a game that is like the ship or the old assassin's creed multiplayer where you take the role of a certain character model um, and there, there will be random NPCs with the same model, different color schemes, uh, filling an environment. And you have a person you need to kill. You don't know who they look like. You know, you don't know what model they are or anything. But you will know where they are, are in the area based on a little um, map, a little guy that is telling you, okay, they're in this direction, the compass that is pointing you in their direction. And when you're in the same space it'll tell you hey the person that you're after is in here there could be six people in there and you're, you're just gonna have to take a wild guess based on their movements whether they seem human or more ai-ish and there are five abilities i think you can take up to two in a in a, in a match and one of those is a counter which means if somebody tries to attack you in a certain time frame you will counter them and stun them and they will have to find a new quarry to kill you can toggle a little thing that creates a cone around you that will tell you if somebody is one a hunter who is after you or two your target your quarry who you need to take out and other uh, abilities like that in those kind of same veins and you're just walking around this environment you can run to, but that's going to increase your exposure. And if you're exposed, you you will be made aware of by uh, two hunters and to, to I, I think, that the person you're hunting to, if your exposure gets too high. Um, there are weapons in boxes around the environment that you can pick up and will increase your score. I forget what it's called but your score for killing someone's because when you uh, kill someone and you're successful you get a number of stars for both your exposure so if your exposure is low it starts at five and it keeps dropping um and if your weapon depending on what it, like if you use the same weapon over and over again you're not getting a lot of points for that so you want to change it up um and some of them can be really high but i think they increase your exposure when you use them like guns but they will give you a lot of points when you do use them that first time. Um, and that's pretty much it. The thing is, I really like games like these. I, I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed multiplayer. I enjoy the ship. 
and I do enjoy this to an extent, but there are some problems. One, it doesn't run all that well, and I don't know if it's a network issue, if it's because it is always running online. If you, you can do a quick game, and those are ones where you will get XP and all that, and those will be online. But even if there's nobody else online, you will play against AI characters in that game. You can practice against AI and be and confirm, you know, you can pur uh, purposely play against AI. But even if you do a quick match, online quick match, if nobody else is available, it'll just throw you into a match and you'll still be able to get XP playing against uh, computer characters. Which is nice because the community is very small. That is another problem with the game. I think I looked at the numbers on Steam Charts or whatever that site is called, and the peak was 128 or something. Or uh, I don't know how long ago that was, but it is now, I think the last peak in the last week or so was in the teens or something. In the last 24 hours, it was like 7. I, I, it wasn't a high number, and that sucks. But it is nice that you can at least play against AI in that sense and still level up and earn XP and all that jazz. Uh, and then you'll be able to unlock other uh, color schemes for your characters and whatnot. My big problem with the game, and I'm, I've done pretty well at it, but I just, there's something missing in it. And like, like I said, uh, with not knowing if it's always online there are issues where it just kind of jumps around it's a bit herky-jerky the performance isn't great and I've, I, I've got a pretty good PC and I've messed with the uh, graphic fidelity dropping it down just to see if that helps if that if that is what's causing it for some weird reason even though it's not a very uh, graphically intensive game but that didn't seem to do anything so it's leading me to believe there's some kind of network thing going on there that makes it jump around and it does have partial controller support but unless i can really mess around with it in the controls and the options it's unplayable with the controller uh, because i i booted it up had my my xbox one controller on and the camera movement with the right analog stick was not doing anything i it was doing the opposite of that. I was doing too much. It was moving too much. It was way too sensitive. And that was annoying because I do like playing with a controller whenever I can. And I was excited to see partial controller support, but it's really, it's it's not there. I would not recommend playing with a controller at all because it, unless there was something weird going on in my build and my PC or something, that like that's another reason why I was performing poorly. I don't know, but... That was a frustrating thing. But in the end, the game just doesn't stand out in the... I don't know. It's weird because I do like these types of games, but I feel that when I'm playing it, I'm just thinking, oh, I kind of would just rather play Assassin's Creed because that was a much more polished experience. Or I'd play, want to play the ship because that was a much more fun, interesting, unique experience with some charm to it. And this doesn't have a lot of charm you just go around you walk around there aren't that many levels to an environment you can grab items grabbing items grabbing new weapons if you see someone doing that you know i, I 
don't think I've ever seen an AI do that. I've only ever seen actual, well, an AI, if they're playing the role of a human character, they do that as well. But I don't think I've ever seen a non-combatant go searching in those things and switching things out. So if you see someone doing that, doesn't mean they're your target unless you're, you got the thing that says, hey, your target is very close. Um, but there could be another hunter. Uh, so that's a pretty easy giveaway to, to spot. Um, and yeah, I like, I had a match where I just did really, really well. And I only died once. And I had eight or seven kills and won the match by a lot. And I didn't feel that great about it. I was like, okay, that, that was a thing. So in my handful of hours with the game, it just hasn't grabbed me in any kind of strong way. And uh, I don't see myself going back to it. Maybe if I see that it's added more content or done some more stuff with it, or if I... I need to look in the performance things to see if that is a universal thing, if that is a me thing. Because if it's a me thing, then I'm definitely not going back because there's clearly something that my PC in this game just don't want to get along, and that's that's that. But uh, if that is a universal thing, then I'm just going to have to wait and see. Maybe I'll be more into it when the performance is better because it does get frustrating when it just kind of locks up for a second or two. Um but yeah, and the community is not there, so there's that. Moving on to the betas and whatnot. So, play more of the Crew 2 beta. There is something that is undeniably always satisfying about flying and then turning into a car, landing down the street, and driving away. My favorite thing to do is when I am over a bridge and I'm in the perfect location to actually land on the bridge and just start driving off because it feels great. I'm like, yes, I, I timed this perfectly so I didn't land in the water. And now I'm just driving off. I didn't land in the forest or anything. I could just drive away. Uh, it's much easier to do that as a boat. You're like, okay, now I'm in the middle of the ocean. Now I'm just going to drop in the water. Uh, but that is super, super fun. I've played the crew again, the first one, to try and compare the two. And you can definitely see the visual improvement. The The first crew definitely saw an upgrade whenever they had that first big patch. I think it was an E3 announcement. It was that significant of a difference. We're like, hey, the original version of this game looked pretty bad. But we've done a lot to improve it. And I remember that being a big deal for me because I was not happy with the first iteration of the crew. But it's still was a little rough around the edges it was a little jaggy it wasn't as smooth as it could be and the new crew is very smooth it looks good um like i said though there are things that you have to accept given how large the world is that it's not going to be the most beautiful racer but it's still a very pretty looking game and it's nice having other options like the 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 dirt and rally cars and dirt bikes and all those. The one thing that I don't know is that is a little bit frustrating is that in the first crew, you could crash and you see that crash for a little bit before it uh, returns you to your car and uh, a little bit earlier in your race, in your, in your line. 
but I don't know if it shows you that in the crew too, if it just automatically does that wipe and sends you back. I want to see some of that crashing, but I've only really crashed with planes. Um, but I'm really excited for that game. I can't wait to play more of it later this month when it comes out. And then I did play a smidgen of the Mario Tennis Aces thing, whatever the hell it's called, and looks good. Plays well. I am a huge fan of tennis, and I would really love for there be there to be a new tennis, uh, virtual tennis or topspin game. Maybe they could hit backward compatibility. Uh, the The problem with Mario Tennis is that there is a lot going on. I was surprised when I booted it up that oh, there's this kind of shot. If you do this, and then this is going on, and you got to worry about breaking rackets, and I'm like. I just want to play a tennis game. I don't need all this stuff. And I heard, I heard, excuse me, that there is, I guess, a mode that you can play that is just normal tennis. And I'm excited for that. But, you know, I, I think there's, it makes sense to add that element to the game and to give it more character and variety and make it more than just a tennis game because if you only get in tennis then what's the point of having it be Mario theme? You want to have more character and these power ups and stuff like that and abilities and what have you. I get that. But it's definitely a lot to take in in just this short period of time and I didn't put that much time into the demo, but I'm excited to play more of it. Am I gonna pick it up when it comes out? Probably not. I'm not gonna I don't feel compelled to pay sixty dollars for this particular brand of tennis i would much rather have a more standard tennis simulation where i can create my own character and go through career and all that uh, i don't i'm not a, i don't know i'm not, i was gonna say i'm not a huge fan of these mario games but i don't know uh, in the same way that i enjoy super mega baseball too but would much rather have uh, an MLB The Show on Xbox than that. I still enjoy it, but would I have bought it if it wasn't free? I don't know. It, it would have been only 30 bucks, I think, so it's definitely an easier thing to take than a $60 Mario Tennis game. But um, I would much rather have a more realistic take on the sport than uh, the more arcadey, cartoony version we have with Mario Tennis. But, yep, yeah, I don't know. My mouth is dry. And I think it's time to end. I, I think Murderous Pursuits murdered me and all my enthusiasm to keep recording the show. Because it just kind of went downhill after that, didn't it? Didn't it? Uh, but yeah, that will do it for today's episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Cusinez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places, at PXSausage. You can also watch videos and all that jazz over at YouTube.com slash Sausage. The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are also available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And you can also check out the art I do by going over to PXSArt.com. And if you see something you like, 
there will probably be a link that will take you to where you can purchase a print of the PC Fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way with a buck or two a month. Whatever you feel like sharing to show that you're caring about this and maybe your name is Karen and you just can't help but care. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye.